We learned this week that former US President Donald Trump is in ever hotter, steamier and spicier... Soup. Soup. We learned that the state of Georgia had joined the lengthening queue of jurisdictions which want a word with the big goose, sticking him with 13 new charges, all pertaining to his attempts to overturn the result of the 2020 presidential election, which he failed, convincingly and amusingly, to win. We learned that this fourth indictment of Trump brings the total number of charges hanging over the 45th president to 91, which, and we've run the numbers, works out at an average of 2.02 felony charges per US president since the establishment of the republic. We learned that figures of this magnitude were beginning to prove something of a challenge to Trump's increasingly hoarse cheerleaders. Was that really a horse noise behind horse? Was it really? <laughs> Including former Fox News mannequin and currently scheduled future Trump daughter-in-law, Kimberly Guilfoyle. John Gotti never even had four indictments at once. So we learn, though Guilfoyle may not have been making quite the point she believed she was, that Trump is now more prolifically indicted than the most infamous mafia boss in modern American history, which is quite the boast. Still, we learn that Trump himself was responding with his customary good-humoured equanimity, sense of perspective and acute understanding of literally anything at all in an audaciously punctuated social media post which will now be read with due solemnity by Monocle's sane and normal discourse desk chief Fernando Augusto Pacheco. These monsters, all controlled and coordinated by the Department of Justice and radical left lunatics, are criminalizing political speech, a total shutdown of democracy. Further updates doubtless as Trump proceeds ever closer to the writing on padded walls with a crayon gripped in toes phase. Moving along, but persisting with the motif of just legal desserts being served if long overdue, we learned of very arguably the single greatest thing which has ever happened. Specifically, we learned that one of that pestilential cohort of sociopathic moron who broadcasts unsolicited audio to their fellow commuters had received a comeuppance. Specifically, we learned that a London underground passenger who subjected others to obnoxious racket via a Bluetooth speaker like a massive tool had ended up in the dock on the say-so of a London underground staffer, one Razvan Lazar, a hero for these times after whom at least one London underground station, indeed possibly an entire line, should already have been renamed. We learned even more hearteningly that the striking of this resonant blow in the cause of civilization was made possible by an all too infrequently enforced bylaw which forbids the performance or playing of music anywhere on the Transport for London network unless by licensed buskers, absolutely all of whom suck, but that is a broadly separate issue. We did learn, at the risk of quibbling with this altogether excellent verdict against the DIN distributor in question, that the punishment does not as yet quite fit the crime. The miscreant in question was stung for a mere 306 quid. As opposed to being subject to something more fitting, like being catapulted into a lake... ...being slapped repeatedly upside the head with a big fish... 
or being locked in a wardrobe and pushed off a cliff. But it's a start. And sticking with the theme of dreadful music being played out loud to the vexation of all decent citizens, we learned that suboptimal American indie rock group The Killers have not yet learned to read a room, or indeed a newspaper. We learned that while playing a show in Georgia, the former Soviet Republic, not the current US state referenced earlier, the group decided to bestow their traditional cameo appearance by a member of the audience on a Russian, who, while doubtless not personally culpable for the 2008 invasion of Georgia by the military of his homeland, received a somewhat equivocal welcome from his fellow guests. Gig goers. We further learned that Killers lead singer Brandon Flowers is yet to learn that the traditional rock star drivel about how borders are all in our head, man, imagine no possessions, etc., plays a great deal better with crowds whose countries are not presently partially occupied by foreign soldiers. The mallet, if you would. They had it coming. For Monocle Radio, I'm Andrew Mullet.